1: So good morning, everyone. I'm Reverend Barbara Weiss, and I have the extreme pleasure of sharing with you today. And I welcome all those of you from home. I hope you can feel a vibration go through the whatever (laughs) waves that they are into your home. Because it is like, wow, again. A post I saw recently from Facebook said, the year is worn and tired. Time now to kiss it goodbye. Take with you its wisdom, the authority, and the power of all you have learned. Remember the past year with love, but let go of its despair. Live the year that lies ahead with fresh energy and hope. Be strong. Have courage. It is time now to do something new. What a great directive for 2024. So if you haven't let go of 2023 yet, which is fine, even though it was a month and a half ago, it takes some of us a little longer to let go, it's okay to do so now. Just let your psyche know that 2023 is gone. It's, it's like, wow, it's way back there. And now it's time to move forward in creating a new life. So as the, the clock struck midnight on December 31st, actually for me, it was a big, huge, loud bang of fireworks. Um, not my favorite thing, but it did wake me up, which means that I was in bed asleep before midnight. And i probably, I'm the only one that was in bed asleep, right? <laughs> I decided that I didn't want to necessarily create some kind of a resolution for the year But I had a desire and intention to be a better human this year. Now, I'm not sure what all that would entail. But I also knew that I wanted to move into this year fully open. And I knew that it would be revealed to me. Because as we all know, the universe conspires for our good. And sometimes, if we set a resolution or a plan, the universe laughs. (laughs) <laughs> like ha 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 and we're on the end, the butt end of the joke so I just decided it would be revealed to me and I want to, to be just a better human and one, a word that came to me was kindness I don't know if any of you do words for the year but kindness was how I want to see this year moving forward and the theme for this year is a grand rising so that's the global theme for CSL. So how do we do that? How do we move into this grand rising for this year? I thought that there are three things that I thought of. First, patience. Remember I was saying talking about that? Patience. Why do we have to have patience? Isn't that like a double four-letter word, A-T-I-E-N-C? Yes, it is. It's a double four-letter word. But it's possibly the most important value, the virtue, that we can carry as we walk throughout our day. You guys are going to only remember that, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Patience is a double four-letter. Now. Okay. So if we look at our past and, and see anything that might be disappointment or frustration or lack somewhere, uh, what I know is that that means that there's something better coming along. I think if all of us look, if we're in a space, a clean space, not attached to anything in the moment, we could actually look back and probably see, oh yeah, that happened, and look at the result of that. Look how much I've grown. Look how much I've grown more in love with myself, with the community, with my environment. Look how it pushed me out into the world to walk every day. Or look how it pushed me to you fill in the blank. Whatever that is for you. But just because things don't appear right in the moment that we want them does not mean that the universe isn't conspiring for our good ahead of us knowing what that is. It's true. It happens. It's the way it is. So when we see clearly, that we are ready for a newness, for a change, for an opening, for more love, for more kindness, for more peace. It takes patience to wait to be able to see what it is that the universe has for us, the gifts and the blessings. We may not feel gifted or blessed in a current experience or a situation, and yet, if that is the sense, then it's time to turn around, look forward. What is your word for the year? And move in that direction with patience. Now, I don't know how many of you needed patience last month when we had that, that little weather happening that happened. Well, my power only went out for seven hours. And I felt lucky because it was during the, well, it started at noon and went, went back on at 7 p.m. I know a lot of people who had it go overnight, and that's a whole nother thing. Yeah, some of you here, right? Well, so it takes a lot of patience when things like that happen, because what I was dealing with at the time, OK, how long is the power going to be out? I really need to go to the store. I have an appointment that I don't want to miss. But what about the roads? Are they safe to drive in? I'm, I'm going to freeze. I have to go put, put food in the bird feeder. That really was one of my thoughts. So I felt sorry for them. Will the snow and ice ever melt? Will I be able to go to church to do my talk? Is there even going to be church? I mean, all these things. And I know I'm not the only one. All those thoughts were moving through my mind. Talk about a roller coaster just the opposite of what patience was. So it was like, okay, reel it in, now go back to patience. So we're all here right now, no weather issues today, so that's a good thing. It shows that we made it through that experience and we're here. So it's a blessing then that we're here today and there's no snowpocalypse today. Or ice apocalypse, whatever it was. One thing I did learn when I was walking with my four-year-old granddaughter at the time, it was beautiful sunny with a beautiful layer of ice. I learned the best way to go through it is to actually walk like a penguin. (laughs) And of course, with a four-year-old, what better person to go walk like a penguin with than a four-year-old? So we did. We went for a walk, and I didn't want to fall, so I was, like I said, penguins know what to do. They've got it down. When I was thinking about patience, I was actually thinking about an experience I had on a trip to Turkey with 26 other people. They've all become friends. Many of us travel together, and we have this couple of guides, and they took us to an experience with whirling dervishes. So if you don't know about that, go online. Um, but, the, but the idea is that they they twirl around and around and around and around and around. I, I don't know how. and. The experience is very spiritual. They had a program that they had passed out. And so I was looking at the program, and I noticed that a number of the people in our group were getting bored and they were fidgeting. I didn't, but I wanted to turn around and say, shut up, You know, just look what's happening here. So I was getting a little frustrated and not very patient at all as I'm following along in the program of every time they would start and then stop and then a new directive would occur and then on and on like that. And I thought, you know, patience, okay, there's wisdom in that. And I know, again, the universe is conspiring for my good. So what happened when we got on the bus to go to our next place, knowing that the divine was in charge? The leader of the trip, um, again, like I said, I've been on with many times, knew I was a minister. He said, Barb, would you lead a meditation for us? I thought, how perfect. So I had everybody close their eyes, and I got out the program. And I did a meditation based on every single dance that occurred. They had no idea, but they got the experience afterwards, but they got it because they were fully into the meditation and into the energy and the feeling of all of, those of us that were around. People were moved so deeply during that time. I think what happened is that the whirling dervishes opened something up in them that they didn't realize until they actually got to be in their own space with the eyes closed, which makes a huge difference when you're doing meditation, that the opening created the opportunity for me to go in and open them up even more. One gentleman afterwards was just bawling in tears, and he shared his experience with all of us. He ended up going to another realm and meeting with his grandfather who had passed away years before. And he had this amazing experience and other people started sharing their experiences on and on and on. So I needed the patience to do what I could do, I was asked to do, which I loved to do, in order to set that example for myself and for others. I think the universe, as I said, was starting to make moves on behalf of me before I even knew what was going on. Rumi said this, I sometimes forget that I was created for joy. My mind is too busy. My heart is too heavy for me to remember that I have been called to dance the sacred dance of life. I was created to smile to love, to be lifted up, and to lift others up. O sacred one, untangle my feet from all that trap. Free my soul, that we might dance, and that our dancing might be infectious." That says it all with the whirling dervishes, doesn't it? The dance is actually done to glorify God and seek spiritual perfection. That's why they do the dance. The only way I could do that dance is truly if I was connected in. Because I would totally get dizzy and I would fall down. I know I would. But there's something about watching them circle, circle, fast. To glorify God and seek spiritual perfection. What a great lead in then. From patience, we go into faith. Whenever I hear that, I always think of George Michael. God, have faith, faith, faith. Do you guys know? I was thinking that that song was probably 30 years ago or something or more. I didn't even look it up because I was afraid to. Like, how could it be? Someone could look it up and tell me. I know it was a long time ago. Actually, it was, wait, it was in the 80s, 40 years ago? Oh, my gosh. Okay, it was just yesterday that I remember this song. So if you, if you haven't heard it, of course, there's more to it than that, but I always stick with the, you know, God have faith, 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 faith. God have faith, 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 yeah, baby. And then you go on. Anyway, it's, but the faith part is what we're going to connect to today. So I, I, let, I let go, and I had faith on that trip when I was watching the Whirling dervishes that I could somehow be of service to the group. We each have opportunities in our lives where we can be an example of deep faith. When was it? 87. 87. <laughs> like I said, it was just the other day. <laughs> so it takes an attitude of faith, then that allows us to persevere through any of the challenges that we might have. Spirit has a way of doing that with us. We're not, we're not, only respo- we're not responsible. Listen to this. We're not responsible for the orbiting of the planets, the growing of plants, or even the beating of our own hearts. Right? We're not responsible for that. Nature has always been powerful than any other obstacle in front of us. How many of you have seen plants that have grown up out of sidewalks? Or uh, in Hawaii, if you're around black rock, the lava? Plants are growing up out of this lava. There's nothing around, just black lava. And you see these plants coming up. Trees versus sidewalks, who wins? (laughs) Trees, nature wins every time. And we're not responsible for any of that. We have faith knowing that that's taking care of itself. So if you don't think you have faith, you do because you don't worry about trying to uh, open your eyes in the morning. Well, maybe you do if it's been a long night. Or whatever that is, you know, getting here, you did it. Faith. We need to keep that faith going, knowing, yet again, that the universe is constantly conspiring for our good. Doesn't that sound a little impish? I'd say devilish, but you know, which is fine too. But I love that they're conspiring. This massive, amazing consciousness is conspiring for our good. So, with the snow and ice then last month, did any of you find that you needed patience as well as Faye? Yeah. Fortunately, I have a gas fireplace and a gas stovetop. I learned that when you have a gas oven, the oven part doesn't work because that takes electricity to do the clicker, but the stovetop works. And I, I thought it was so interesting to me that I like to drink tea, especially when it's hot and I had a plug-in teapot. What the heck is that about? (laughs) So I relearned how to put water in a pot and put it on and then pour it into the cup. And since then, I have purchased one that goes on the stovetop. So I'm good now for the next time the power goes out. So as I was going through that power outage time and I turned on the fireplace, there was a moment when the power, it, it went off. And I thought, okay, I did not flick a switch. What's spirit doing right now? And I looked down, and I could see the pilot light was still lit. I could see that little flame. What the heck? So I turned the switch off, turned it on, turned it off, turned it on, nothing. I thought, oh, this is not the best thing that could happen right now. And all those thoughts started coming through. What am I going to do? I'm going to freeze. I'm going to blah, 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 all those things. Luckily, my son only lives two miles away. Their power hadn't gone out yet. So I texted my next-door neighbor, and I said, okay, is your fireplace still going? And they said, yeah, and I said, well, for some reason, well, two minutes later, knock on my door. My neighbor comes in and says, Barb, come on, we can get this to work. Let's figure it out. He went over to the thing, the switch, flicked it up, flicked it down, looked at it again, flicked it up, and it went on. (laughs) God, have faith, 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 right? Right? Patience and faith, and I'm so grateful for my neighbors that he came over and he took care of that. And one of the things, I mean, I didn't have to actually look very far to appreciate this. One of the things I do like about when the power goes out, it's so. It's so quiet. And I have, from Christmas, um, candles like these that come on themselves. I have them all over the house. So they're set to go on at 4.30. And they stay on, I think, for six hours. So as it started to get dark, all these candles lit up on their own. So not only was it beautiful and quiet, but I also have a Kindle that doesn't have to be plugged in. So I was reading and having a great time. And I know I'm not the only one that this happens to. But as soon as the power went on, I wanted to go turn everything off. You can't turn off the refrigerator. I guess I could have unplugged it. And yet, it was that timing, having that patience, having faith. This or something better always. From conscious leadership, we read, what if the great opportunity of life isn't in trying to get the world to be a certain way, but in learning from whatever the world gives us? Not to have it be a certain way, but from learning what the world gives us. So I realize, with the personal experience of faith that I have, when I turn on the TV and see everything unlike what I see the world as. Having that faith allows me the opportunity to know what's true. What I see on the TV is this much of all that is happening in the world. The more I watch though, it seems like it's this much. Right? So I want to put it back in perspective again. Here's what's on the news. Here is my life. Here is your life. Here's our lives. And in the larger scheme of things, there is way more love than there is not love. So that is having faith, patience and faith. I feel like it's given me an opportunity to truly awaken more to the true nature of all that is, all that love is, all that faith is in myself and all humans because that is the truth. And I'm truly more aware that a ground, a ground, a grand rising, which remember is the theme, requires that we trust the presence of love to guide our every step. So love it is then as we move forward with patience, with faith, and lastly, everyday spirituality. And sometimes if I would have said that in my past, I would have gone, oh, really? Everyday spirituality? But if you have patience and you have faith, of course you're going to have everyday spirituality. Might not be looking straight at it, but it's always going to be there. This means starting out the day with the consciousness of a grand rising. And it's not that difficult, it's simple, to consciously incorporate that into your lives. We aren't simply believing in, in the good, but we are experiencing that in our day. This daily understanding and practice of greeting yourself and others with the ground rising reminds me that spirit has awoken in us to live another day fully in a grand way. There's no reason to live an ordinary life. Why? Each of us was born to be extraordinary. And we are. So now as we enter into the eighth week of this diving into our annual theme, now would be a great time to check in your life to see how you are doing with your daily spiritual practice in manifesting. Charles Fillmore said this and I know I've I've used this Probably more in every talk because it's one, one my theme that I have had always, and I think I've shared this. I have, um, I don't, it's a clear. It has a picture on it and verbiage, but I stick it in my shower. It stays in the shower. I don't. I don't it's like a, I don't know. It's see through. So, but anyway, the words are Charles Fillmore, and it says. I fairly sizzle with zeal and enthusiasm as I spring forth with a mighty faith to do the things that ought to be done by me. Because I can tell you, when I get out of bed every morning, I do not necessarily spring forth. <laughs> I attempt to do the best I can to spring forth. But the and he, he said, he was quoted at saying that at age 83. I fairly sizzle with zeal and enthusiasm as I spring forth with a mighty faith to do those things that ought to be done by me." Which means that each one of us has something that we are meant to do here on this planet, here on Earth, here in connection with others. And it is unique. Each of us is unique. What what mine is to do is different than what yours is to do. And whatever that is, is inspiring to those around you. So being patient, having faith, and having that daily consciousness of a grand rising is exactly what we need to move into the new year. So daily spiritual practice doesn't have to be something that's strict or regimented or structured. Letting go of the day before and starting each day with the ground rising allows us to fully ground ourselves in the presence of the truth of our being, whatever that is for each of us. The sentiment allows us to be fresh, start anew each day. And when we give ourselves permission to release what no longer serves us and embrace the present moment, move forward in faith, having patience. And that means we're actively participating and leading in a collective grand rising. Doesn't have to be difficult. Good morning, day. You open your eyes in the morning instead of, oh, God, another day. (laughs) It's, oh, God, another day. (laughs) Or if you do the first, oh, God, another," then repeat it again. Oh, God, another day. From Facebook, I read this, if you can't meditate, pause before every sip of coffee or tea. If you can't pray, simply say thank you before every meal. If you can't manifest, enjoy what is already yours. And if you can't journal, talk to yourself in the car. (laughs) (laughs) Or do it anyway. There's no spirituality rule book. Just show up for yourselves in ways that feel good to you. And does that seem easier? Yeah. It's just waking up every day with your patience, with your faith, creating some kind of a, a spiritual practice. Science and Mind says there will never be an end to any of the eternal verities like truth, love, and beauty. There will never be an end to God nor any of the attributes which are co-eternal and co-existent with God. If we are wise, we shall cultivate a faith in these realities. There will never be an end to love. Because love is all there is. I remember when I first became a minister, that was my, I think my first talk as a minister because I felt felt it so deeply. And I even, at one point, had a license plate that said L-I-A-T-I. Liati, love is all there is. (laughs) Because it was a reminder to me every time I'd come to my car and I'd see my license plate, that's right, love is all there is. Sometimes I would go out to my garage to look at my license plate just to remind me (laughs) that love is all there is. So regardless of how big our personal and social challenges might be, spirit is always present. Life is always unfolding perfectly, even when it doesn't seem like it. Intentionality, starting each day with this grand rising, it connects us to our faith, it connects us to truth, it connects us to love, and it connects us to being and our beauty. The simple morning practice of being intentional is how to start the day and greet others. The more we develop that habit of living with that understanding, the stronger our faith becomes. Thanks, George Michael, gotta have faith. (laughs) Mark Nepo said, being and becoming take time, and this commitment to stay open is at the very core of what it means to be a person. Being and becoming take time. And this commitment to stay open is at the very core of what it means to be a person. So how do we rise up? With patience, faith, and everyday spirituality. So let's each open up every day knowing that we're contributing in a positive way to this grand rising. And remember the universe is always conspiring for our good. So this is what I want you to say after me. The universe is conspiring for my good. The universe is conspiring for my good.
0: The universe is conspiring for my good. The universe is conspiring for my
1: good. And it is. Let's pray. And it is. Let's pray. Oh, our grand rising. It truly must include patience, faith, and everyday spirituality. So as we open up our eyes every day, there is something that is there for us to be grateful for. And if it doesn't come right away, have the patience and the faith knowing that it's coming. It's coming soon. Thanking God, thanking the universe, thanking divine spirit for this day and every day and then moving out through the day with that faith, with that knowing, looking into the eyes of all your beloveds around you, sharing your strength, your energy, your love. I see this happening for each of us, easily and effortlessly with so much love, trust, and grace. The universe is always inspiring and conspiring for our good. Thank you, Divine Presence, for all of these things. And together we say, and so so it is. is. Mm. Blessing.
0: We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. Our inspirational service is at 11 a.m. every Sunday. We also have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the online tab. We have a variety of content dedicated specifically for our podcast listeners. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at cslportland.org slash donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are in your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.